Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick, live from the VR shop. You can find us on most platforms at HyperClean Store. HyperCleanStore.com if you want to check out products, new products, all kinds of things being launched. But most of all, go to the HyperClean Specialist Facebook group. We have a lot of things being shared there, a lot of guys sharing work, how they use products, how they solve problems on cars. It's a great resource. I really, really think most people would enjoy that group. It's not like other Facebook groups with the back and forth. It's more answering problems, showing work, different things like that. Today's a tough episode. Uh, it's not going to be cars. It's not going to be cool stuff we're working on, although we got some deliveries coming in. We got some cars being finished. But I want to talk about ceramic coating. And I hate that I have to have this conversation so consistently, but here's kind of an interesting thing I've stumbled upon as an idea. Anytime it seems a new platform emerges, Facebook groups, then to Instagram, then Instagram stories, now TikTok. Those, as they start to grow in popularity, what happens is we revert back to the same exact conversations that we had on a Facebook group, that we had on an Instagram post or an Instagram story, and now it's happening on TikTok. And the, and the weird thing about TikTok, different than the other platforms, is guys are shooting videos back and forth to each other, talking about what's right about ceramic coatings. You're wrong on this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You have to do this. And what it turns out when you start to dig through these conversations, whether that be a Facebook post or an Instagram post or whatever, is it's a lot of people giving opinions. And I want to say this up front, just because you or I have an opinion on something doesn't make it factually correct. Doesn't make it correct. It's an opinion. That's the definition of an opinion. Let's all be fair about that. I'm watching a lot of people of all different ages and experiences and detailing give opinions about how ceramic coating works. Now, I want to get something on the table. I don't care what you charge at your shop or in your mobile business. I've said that 8,000 times on this podcast. I am not concerned with what someone charges for a service. Never been concerned about it in 24 years in detailing. I've never been concerned about it the last 12 years as an owner. I don't care what you charge. But that seems to be the crux of the issue, right? There's these groups of people that saying, hey, you could do a service for 500. No, you got to charge 2,500. And if you charge anything less than 2,500, you don't know what you're doing. And you got to do all these different things to apply ceramic coating. And, you know, if you don't do those, they don't work, blah, 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 blah. I can believe and have the opinion that aliens are real. Doesn't make it factual. I can have that opinion, though. And that's where we are in the ceramic coating market right now. And it's unfortunate because it's really been the last five to six, seven years is exactly the same. So let's talk about some facts when it comes to applying a ceramic coating. Can you apply a ceramic coating 
Let's take our Uno product, which is a one-year ceramic coating for those that don't know. Can you apply that coating and have it last more than a year to a non-paint corrected surface? The answer is factually, yes. That's not an opinion. We have people going on two years. We had somebody share an Instagram post this week. A car going on two years with our one-year coating, and it goes through some automatic car washes. The car was never paint corrected. Car's in great shape. The protection's holding up. It is what it is. I can have an opinion on whether I would do that or not, but I can't have an opinion on whether it's possible to get a ceramic coating to bond and protect the surface with a one-year coating without paint correction. It's not up for debate. You want it to be up for debate. That's very different than it actually being a debate. How do we get here? We get here because a lot of people weren't here, weren't around when ceramic coatings came about. And so let me share a story with all of you. The year's 2010. I'm sent four bottles of this certain coating brand. They weren't even named the coating brand they are now when I got this product. There are four people on a phone call. Myself, a gentleman in San Diego, a gentleman in Indiana, and a gentleman in New Jersey. I am in this tiny garage in this rented house that I had in 2010. I'm looking at a Corvette, a white one to be exact, which I actually like that car. I bought it. Somebody got in trouble, bought it. I probably one of the few people that ever made money on a Corvette, to be honest, since they always sell for less. That's a Corvette joke. Relax. So we're on a phone call. I got three people and myself on a phone call. At that time, amongst these four people, we've probably put 10 coatings on cars, most of it family and friends or a good customer's car. I had never put a coating on a car. I have one bottle that's a base coat, one bottle that's a top coat. I have two wet towels, one super wet, one not as wet, and then I have four or five wiping towels to handle this hood. I'm getting three separate stories. Somebody's already had to sand a car. Somebody's already had to do this. Uh, you know, somebody had this bad experience. So everybody's talking over one another. Everybody's just trying to help. So I lay the coating down. Now I'm being told, take this wet towel and you got to look for this rainbow. Then you got to look for this. You got to look for that. Hey, don't let this happen. Don't let it dry too quick. It's like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. in Las Vegas. It wasn't fun. And there were some realities around ceramic coating at that time that you had to face. The vast majority of people were not skilled enough to apply them. The vast majority of people were not able to handle if a mistake happened because you were talking about sanding a whole panel. And the technology was very rough at the time. Now, mind you, you were already 10 years plus, around 10 years into ceramic coating technology because most of Asia and, and those type of places had ceramic coating early 2000s. But big money wasn't behind ceramic coating until about, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, those types of places, that time frame. Anybody telling you different doesn't know what they're talking about. That's what was going on. And again, this is where it's not opinion, guys. This is factually where we were at in trying to lay a ceramic coating down. And that 
really persisted for quite a few years. That it was just a small group of people trying to help each other apply ceramic coatings. And it wasn't easy. And there were some realities around putting ceramic coating on at that time that, hey, you don't want to put this ceramic on a car because on a car that's swirled up because, look, you can't get this stuff off. Do you think that's the conversation we're having today? Is anybody living in factual world think that that's the conversation today when most robust coatings can be taken off with a thorough one-step polish because the technology's evolved? The base of the coatings have evolved. The technologies have evolved. It's allowed to evolve. But we get all these things that people say. What about oxidation? You know, as soon as a new car is painted, it starts to oxidize. And if you don't paint correct, you can't get it to bond to the surface. Just not true. Oxidation does happen immediately after a painting system cures. But the beginning stages of oxidation is not full oxidation. That isn't factual. That's something that you've either, either dreamed up or somebody at a training told you once upon a time, just like somebody told you they were the first person to wet sand a car at, at a training. It's your decision whether to listen to that stuff, but it doesn't make it factual. And so if I have a car with extreme oxidation on it, is, a, is, is coating over that extreme oxidation good for coatings or making it last or making it actually bond? No, it isn't. But the beginning stages of oxidation are not the same as full oxidation. And it's not up for debate. Again, we are watching all of these different ways of doing it. And I want to emphasize here, I don't think that somebody's right or somebody's wrong because they choose to offer a service that you don't offer or do something that you don't choose to do. Look, guys, we don't do a carpet extraction in my business. I don't believe in it. We have better ways. We can use steam, this and that. But if you use carpet extraction, I don't think you're wrong because factually, I know you can make the interior come out really well and you can do it very safely. It doesn't make carpet extraction wrong because I don't do it. I would prefer to use steam. And by the way, my, my clients don't let cars get to the point in my career now and the clientele that I have that I need a carpet extractor. But it doesn't make it wrong. And there's a bunch of negatives to carpet extraction that I could point out and how most people do it and how mold grows, et cetera. But it's not wrong. My opinion doesn't make something wrong. So we have a lot of people talking about what the realities are around ceramic coating. I manufacture at HyperClean ceramic coatings. I can tell you factually things that aren't true. It isn't true that you have to paint correct to get a coating to last. Coatings actually lasting will come down more to the maintenance of that coating than it is to the prepping of the coating surface. That's a hard thing for people to understand or hear because they don't want to believe it. Now, my personal belief, if it were my car, I would always paint correctly. I would always tell customers to do a, at least a one-stage paint correction. But I also understand that that's my opinion, and there's absolutely ways 
to go from, we had a Dodge Ram 3500 in here. It's a complete construction truck that a company gave to one of their client or gave to one of their employees. This employee wanted to take pride in it. He was never going to pay for paint correction. We washed, we used cleanse, we used Fuego. It was brand new. There was no oxidation visible. And by the way, that matters whether you think so or not. And the, the car, the truck didn't need to be clay barred. This guy had had the car truck about four or five months. He came and picked it up. He said it looked better than when he, when he got it, when it was brand new from his company. We did a checkup on it. The coding application went perfectly. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. It doesn't matter what I want a customer to do. It matters factually about bonding a coating to a painted surface on a car. Using an IR lamp doesn't make a coating bond or cure any better. Matter of fact, let me give you some facts. If I pull a car, freshly coated car out into the Las Vegas sun in the middle of summer at 100 plus degrees, it's going to cure faster than using an IR lamp panel by panel. That's not an opinion. That's factually how curing works. It's going to heat up the panel, causing it to cure, whatever. But if you use an IR lamp because you want to put on a show for customers, you want to stand apart from, from the rest of your competition, I understand that. That's awesome. I'm going to root that on because you're using it as a marketing tool. But if you're saying that has to be used to cure a coding properly, you're giving an opinion that isn't based on any type of fact. And now all of a sudden, we have this gray area because people don't understand how to discern facts from opinion. You don't need an IR lamp to cure any coding on any planet ever. But if you do it for a marketing tool, if you do it because maybe you need, you have rain in your area consistently and you want to make sure every coating goes out cured and that's a way for you to speed it up. Awesome. I'm in. I'm not against it. What I'm against is the fabricated story about how a coating cures. Doesn't make the coating harder. Doesn't make it cure better. Doesn't do any of that. But look at all these wives tales that people tell. And so what happens is TikTok comes along and now people are going back and forth. You can't do this. You can't do that. You... They're not even talking about ceramic coating properly. And going back to my story from 2010, many of the people that are giving an opinion weren't, then, weren't, weren't around then. They don't even have the context of what, you, what was really going on. The great thing about pints and polishing is you're looking at 40 plus years in this business combined. And this isn't, hey, I'm one-upping somebody, but let me explain something to you. Being able to talk about that story in 2010 is a big deal because it gives context to where we are today. And what we should be able to say right now is, hey, man, this is really great that ceramic coatings have become more user-friendly actually more durable. But I watch all of this stuff going on, just like many of you watch. 
And it's hard to decipher who's really giving great information. By the looks of it, not many people. Because they never discern between opinion and what factually has to take place. And where a lot of information ceramic coating has come from, and I don't want to bag on this, but I don't want people to take this the wrong way, are from people leading trainings that have no idea what they're talking about. They're just regurgitating something that their company told them to say. They have no access to the technology. They have no access to the testing. They have no access to what really goes on in development. They have no access to what really happens in the lab. So it's not those people's fault. Not at all. But that's where the misinformation has started. Oh, you have to paint correct. I mean, otherwise, you're not going to have any good customers. Well, I deal with the 1% of the 1%. And I've worked my tail off to get there. And I have car collections that will never pay for paint correction. So what customers are you talking about? Factually, once again, you're giving an opinion. Not a fact. The fact is, you can do business with whoever ends up buying from you, however you choose to do business. I can show you wealthy people paying $40 a week to have their car washed. And then they end up buying a paint sealant from somebody. And then that guy gets a shop and they end up buying this. But they never buy paint correction. But they've evolved. They're spending good money with that business as he develops them as a customer. You know how I know? I've watched it a million times in my career. I've watched a guy start out charging 100, and now he's able to charge 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. Your opinion that because somebody starts out charging something, they're going to pigeonhole themselves into to this way of doing business. No, it isn't. It's called growth. Let me guess. Everybody out there saying this, you... You've started out your business charging 2,500 bucks, right? Or is that, again, a fabrication? I don't want to call it a lie, but it's bordering on that. My opinion about what I do to apply a ceramic coating is very different than the facts of how to get a ceramic coating on the surface. Have Marty and I tested a recently released two-year coating by a brand that we washed, decontaminated, paint corrected, put the coating on, and then had our cleanse prep soap take it off after it cured? Yeah, we've had that happen. So here's what becomes, as we sit here in 2022, here's what actually becomes the skill. The skill for the DIYer listening to this, the skill for the professional listening to this, for me, for you, for anybody, is now how do you find coatings that are built so properly that you can almost mess a couple steps up and still have the coating last instead of doing everything perfectly and fighting for the coating to last because that company chooses not to overbuild their product. I had, I had a few customers recently reach out and say, hey, I'm going away from XYZ brand. What have you found from this brand? I know you used to apply them. Durability issues, water spotting issues. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Check it off. Everything you're saying. Well, what's your opinion? My opinion is we're way beyond that. 
The, the coding technology should be so good that you use. It should be super user-friendly because in 2010, it wasn't. The development wasn't there. And so for the last 12 years, all of these companies have worked their tail off to make ceramic coating more accessible and better to use. But you have all these people using coding companies that do business like it's 2012 or 2014, and then they want to tell you, you got to do this. You got to paint correct. Then, then you got to IR lamp it. Then you got to wet towel it. Then you got to do this. Then you got to do that. And if you don't do that, all that stuff, it's not going to last. No, you chose a coding system that backed you into the corner. Don't tell me that that is factual. I know that I can get trade to last five plus years. And if I put it on a new car, which we don't without pain correction, we don't do that in my business, but let's say I did washed and deconned a brand new car, put tray on it. Then my, my team maintained the car properly every month for the next three years. I guarantee, guarantee that that coating would be operating flawless and still be on the surface and still be working. Want to know how I know? Because that's been the truth with every coating I've ever used. More than application, that car not being neglected is going to come into account of a coating actually lasting and working and being operational than how you applied the coating in a lot of cases. That's not an opinion. That's factually what we know now. I would tell anybody using our product, you want Uno to last a couple years, just maintain the car properly. You're going to love it. It's going to last you more than a year. You're talking about, let's say a bottle costs 50 bucks. Imagine paying 25 bucks a year for the coating to last two years. That's an unbelievable deal. Unbelievable deal. To have elite level protection. But just because you want Santa to be real doesn't make him real. Just because you say somebody shouldn't charge this doesn't mean they should or shouldn't. I don't care what anybody charges. We've gotten such bad information around ceramic coating, and I'm going to tell you my gut feeling. It's because, and it's coming from the people that weren't there when this stuff broke into the United States. It's a bunch of people talking as if they were there when they weren't. Folks, I can hand Uno or Dose or Tray to most people that have applied a paint sealant or a wax. And I can, I can guarantee you that instinctually they can figure those products out. In 2010, 11, and 12, if I handed 99% of professionals a bottle of ceramic coating from back then, they would have to sand the entire car by the time they were done. That's not my opinion either. You know how many people got into ceramics in 10, 11, and 12, and then got out of them for three or four years and then got back in? There's a bunch of those people. That's how it was. But I hear all these things. You have to paint correct. Otherwise, the coating's not going to stick. It's just not factually true. Heavily oxidized paint, no question. What about the topic of, you know, you're going to lock in the swirls. I can polish the coating off these days and then remove the, the swirls. I had, we had a coated car come in 
that supposedly had a five-year coating on it about three or four months ago. I think it was like six or eight months into the five-year. Some blemishes started to bother this person. They didn't want to go back to that detailer. All good. We went around with a one-step polish. We got the coating off. Reputable company. Good coating. Uh, got the coating off. Fixed the, the blemishes that the person didn't like. Reapplied a coating. What's locked in? What's locked in? Your opinion is not fact. Because nothing's locked in if I can pull out a polisher and a polishing pad and get it off. Again, my suggestion, if it were my car, would always be to paint correct. I suggest paint correction to every single one of our clients. Doesn't mean that that's the only way to get a coating on a car. And to have a coating last, you can absolutely have a coating last. We've proven it. Many of our users have proven it. People across a lot of different spectrums have proven it for a lot of years that you can get coatings to last without doing paint correction. Now, do you have a problem if the paint is severely contaminated and you don't decontaminate the paint and you lay the coating on a contaminated painted surface? You bet you. That's when you have a problem because now... The coating is not bonded to anything real on the painted surface. But notice I've never said to apply a coating on a contaminated surface. We've always talked about decontamination. But if you leave a bunch of contamination there and you don't have a good decontamination process and you lay the coating down, the coating is going to get compromised because it has nothing to bond to it. And so what happens is it starts to almost wash away over time because it never got the bond to the painted surface. I'm going to leave everybody with this thought. The only thing that matters for a ceramic coating to actually last is that it's bonded to naked paint. You can achieve naked paint on a car without polishing the surface. This is not an opinion. This is fact. And telling people about oxidation on new cars and not understanding the story around oxidation is your opinion. It's not fact. What I would do with my cars and what I suggest people to do what, and give them my best case scenario of how to make the car look its best is my opinion. Factually, I can put a coating on a car, decontaminate it perfectly, get the coating on, get it to last. That's the factual answer. Everything else is my opinion and your opinion. And that's cool that we get to have opinions because that's how we go and get customers. That's how people learn to trust us. Our way of doing business is one large opinion. But it's like the IR lamp. It's like this. It's like that. It's all these things that people keep saying, oh, you can't. You can't get a coating down in four hours. You got to do 58 steps. No, you can get a coating down in four hours. Maybe the coating you're using isn't sufficient. Maybe your process of decontamination isn't up to spec. Maybe you rely on paint correction to cover up the fact that your process isn't in line to decontaminate paint the way you should, even prior to paint correction. Hmm, that might get some people upset. But I've watched training at large tool companies. I've watched training uh, from beginning to end where 
they bypass talking about how important the wash and decontamination process. But you know what's funny? All the elite guys that I know, their wet work time is pretty, pretty extensive. They don't bypass it. So, yes, is oxidation and contaminated paint a problem? Yes, severe oxidation is a problem. Contaminated paint and not decontaminating it properly, that's a problem. But beginning stages of oxidation and not visible oxidation, we're just talking at a microscopic level here, and perfectly decontaminating paint allows you to put a ceramic coating onto the painted surface. Now, if you want to talk about, I don't believe you should cover up defects, I don't believe... That's cool that that's your belief system. It's cool that you want to stand behind. That's how you do things. But you know what I find most of all in those conversations is it's a singular person working in their shop. Or it's a person that recently shut their shop down. Or it's a person that's never actually scaled something. Or it's a person that's never actually talked about the real world with real people that just want to have their car protected. Folks, I have a boutique shop here. We have a minimum that's in the thousands of dollars to get most cars in here. I'm not at the low end of the market, but I'm not in judgment of the realities of things to do. I'm not taking my opinion and my way of running business and saying, if you do it this way, you're wrong. You never hear that from me. You want to use an IR lamp, dude. I don't care. What I care about is if you try to act like an expert about ceramic coatings and you say IR lamps are important, and now you've confused everybody in the marketplace because you're on TikTok arguing about it. That's my issue. That's the only reason I speak about these things. Again, use an IR lamp. You can do a dance in your shop every time you're done ceramic coating a car because you tell me that it makes it last. Awesome. I don't care. It's your shop. But we got to start talking about facts and stop talking about what your opinions are. Or you need to make it clear you're giving an opinion. When many times people are like, well, you just can't do that. You can't do that. Well, that's not an opinion. That's you telling somebody that something's not possible when it is. Ceramic coating technology, folks, is going to get better and better and better. And if you still have to do 58 steps to get the, the coating down, you're behind the times. Plain and simple. You're allowed to be. It's your shop. It's your mobile business. I'm not in judgment. I'm just telling you technology's beyond that. That's a factual statement. It's not my opinion. Technology is beyond that. We got some coding stuff in the works. I'm here to tell you. You're going to be able to get incredible longevity with a single layer, easy to apply for most professionals, and it's going to last a long time, just like our tray product, but longer. We got to start talking about facts, and then we got to have our opinions. We all have them. I have opinions. You have opinions. But talking as if your opinion is factual, when you don't understand the ceramic coating technology and the evolution of it, absolutely incorrect. If you want to learn about the ceramic coating technology, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the evolution. But it seems that what everybody wants to do is talk about something that was going on in the time that they weren't even actually applying ceramic. So they don't even know the story.
They don't know the evolution. They just heard about it. Well, I know the evolution. And some of you listening know the evolution because you were there. And I'll tell you what, I've never heard somebody that was around in 2010, 11, 12, that was applying ceramic coatings for real. That's like, man, I wish we went back to that. Not one person would ever do that. But I watch a lot of people do business. And guess what? It's them in their shop alone. It's them and a person. It's not them and 5, 10, 15, 20 people. Everybody I know that scaled their coding business, they pick the easiest, most durable coding that their team can apply. For you DIYers, that's a lesson. For those going to hire a detailer listening to this, I'm going to tell you, man, you better chase somebody with a reputation of getting the job done and forget about the coding because what's going to matter is that that person's on the ball and doing the right thing for your car. That's my opinion on it. But factually, I gave you the facts around ceramic. You can absolutely get a ceramic to last, but is it going to rely on you having a complete decontamination process? You bet you. Go to hypercleanstore.com, buy cleanse, buy fuego, have a nice, really fine clay bar in your, in your hands just in case you need it. Get something like Uno or Dose, I'm telling you, you'll get it to last. And then you got to maintain it. Because it doesn't matter how many lamps you use, doesn't matter how you cure that coating, if it's not maintained and it gets contaminated and it, and it gets, fills up with iron and it fills up with industrial fallout and it gets eaten away, it's gone. doesn't matter whose coating you use. So there's the flip side of it. All of these experts telling you about the front end, very few of them ever tell you the importance of the back end because they're they don't maintain customers' cars properly. I tell you the whole gambit. Do your best to apply it to naked paint. Get it out the door. Make sure it cures. Guess what? I got to maintain it now. That's the factual evolution of where we are in ceramic coating. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And I want to repeat. I'm glad everyone has an opinion, man. But you got to make it clear it's your opinion. We continue to take steps back because all of these supposed experts make comments about ceramic coating and they weren't around when it was for real, when it was hard to work with, and they're not being truthful about where we are today. It's awesome where we are today, man. We should be celebrating where we are today. But it seems that everybody wants to just blow hard about their skill of paint correction. Oh, I did this and I did that. I do 58 things before I put a coating on it's great, man. I hope your business is successful. I really do. I hope you're successful. But all those steps are not necessary to get a coating in today's world onto the surface. It's great you do them. That doesn't mean factually they're correct steps to accurately get a coating onto a surface. I may want to believe in aliens. It doesn't make them real. Everybody have a great holiday weekend. Memorial Day. We all need to take time to say thanks. Here at the Pints and Polishing Podcast at HyperClean. Thank you for all those who put their life on the line. And we'll see you next week.